You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, film, and television business. Now, I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and I was actually thinking about this for a while, but never really got into it, and it's one of those topics that some people, like myself, think about it, but never really get to reporting on it or discussing it in either podcast form or in the YouTube channel. This is one of those. So, my thoughts on prequels. Are they really a good idea? Now, keep in mind that my favorite show, Smallville, was responsible for starting some of the best prequels of the superhero world. Namely, Arrow, The Flash. And of course, we had Supergirl, and of course, let's not forget Batman, i.e. Gotham. Now, there's another prequel brewing that has just started. It's the Supernatural prequel, The Winchesters. Yes, that's the title. The Winchesters. Now, the story is literally about Sam and Dean Winchester's parents, John and Mary Winchester. Now, we know for a fact that in the series Supernatural, that Mary dies first, John Winchester becomes a hunter in Supernatural. And then the boys follow. The boys pick up where he left off. Saving people, hunting things, family business. That is, in fact, Supernatural's tagline or promoting mantra. Now, one thing I did not realize, or one thing I just found out, which is surprising, but it's a pleasant surprise, is the fact that Tom Welling, who played Clark Kent on Smallville, is actually starring in the show as Mary's father. Now, apparently, they needed someone with some experience. Now, if we have a look at the actor Mitch Pilecki, who originally played Samuel Campbell, Mary's father, on the Supernatural series, you will find that he doesn't make that much of an appearance except for in, I believe, season four and, of course, back again in season six of Supernatural. Now, I know this for a fact because I've been keeping up on the show. But anywho, now, this whole prequel fiasco... I should say, 
is kind of a hit and a miss, a blessing and a curse, because let's go back and take a look at some of the other prequels in the movie world. First, we had the Star Wars prequel. Now, this is the prequel where Anakin Skywalker story and journey into becoming Darth Vader. So that's the prequel. You have also Fantastic Beasts, which is a Harry Potter prequel. And we also have The Hobbit, which was another Lord of the Rings prequel. Now we are having another prequel, which is a TV show called The Rings of Power, exclusive to Amazon Prime, which is like a pre-prequel to Lord of the Rings, showing up or popping up right, left, and center. Now, the reason behind this is unknown to me, but if I had to take a guess... It all boils down to producers wanting to roll the dough in. Rake some dough in, as in make money. Now, understandably, when you are in a business where you invest millions upon millions upon billions upon billions of dollars, you certainly, as an investor, need to expect at least a 30% or more return on that investment after you break even in sales for that movie or TV show. And I have to say it's really competitive. But that is no excuse for employers or studio executives to say to an applicant, that they're rejecting their application because they receive too many. That, again, is another discussion. It's a discussion for another day. But let's focus on prequels. Now, whether or not a prequel like the Winchesters will be a success, I don't know. But given the fact that Peter Jackson's prequel... The Hobbit was kind of a success, or was a success. And of course, we have Fantastic Beasts, which was also a success, which created a world of its own before Harry Potter. We can take cues from there, but that does not mean every prequel is going to be a success. And my explanation is the writers, the showrunners, who dictate what kind of material goes in or what kind of elements go in. We also have the idiot critics. Yes, I'm calling them idiots because... They believe they are gods. 
in the filmmaking business. They can live in their own ignorant world, but these critics think they can just rule the filmmaking world and dictate what creative practitioners, showrunners, or filmmakers get to put in their content. I mean, who's creating the content here? Is it the critics or is it the content creators? Obvious choice would be the content creators. So, there's a little bit of thing there. Now, whether or not you should engage in a prequel will be the subject of the next segment. So, stay tuned. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters. And then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the ScreenwritingU courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry, and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's ScreenwritingU with a capital U dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Wales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. So before the break, I was talking to you about prequels. I listed a few of them, and I pointed out that a few of those, the ones that I pointed out, were a success. But I also pointed out that because they were a success, that is not a template, nor that is a indicator that every prequel made will be a success. And I also gave you a little bit of reasons why. This segment is all about, is it worth getting into making a prequel of a show or a movie? So the simple answer to that is, do you see a story and... Is your target audience interested in a story of the characters that were featured in the original story? Now, in my personal opinion, if there is a story, go for it, figure it out, take some time and figure it out. But don't just create a prequel just for the heck of it. Just like you do not make a scene or a production artsy just for the sake of art. You may have heard of the saying, arts for art's sake. This is what 
I need you, the filmmaker and or showrunner, to avoid at all costs. Believe me, sometimes your audience can see through it. The critics may mock it, and the critics may do their thing and talk nonsense at some point, which is kind of expected. But that doesn't give you an excuse to put out a bad one. Now, what constitutes a bad prequel? Because if it feels forced, if uh, the characters that you are including in the prequel feel forced, then you are literally shooting yourself in the foot. Maybe not literally, but metaphorically, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Now, after watching the prequel for The Rings of Power, or rather, the the Lord of the Rings prequel, pre-prequel, The Rings of Power, I'm yet to decide whether it was worth the risk. Now, I understand the concept is that this is the story of before Frodo found the ring or before Bilbo found the ring. And I believe what they're trying to get at is the creation of the nine rings that were given to men in the Rings of Power. Based on the title and based on Sauron, our antagonist, who we got introduced to in The Lord of the Rings. However, there are times when you make a prequel that it should automatically tell you how forced it felt and it should automatically give you an indication that, nope, this ain't worth it. This ain't worth the money being put into it. Now, I've not really come across many, but I'm pretty sure there are, just like all the mediocre content being produced today, which is, again, another discussion for another episode, But fact of the matter is, if you are going to write a prequel or if you're going to engage in making a prequel of an existing television show or a movie, I would encourage you to think long and hard about why you're doing this and if there is a story, if your audience suggests that they are curious into finding about a set of characters that you featured in a movie or a TV show, then yes, that can be looked into. Other than that, if you're purely doing this for artistic purposes, 
then you ain't doing a favorite. Now, I do have a video or two, an episode or two, rather, on YouTube explaining this. So, please go check it out. However, my personal opinion on prequels is most of the time the original series tends to be just fine. It tends to do just fine. And I believe this needs to be left alone. And one of those series or one of those remakes, now we're getting into remakes because they have the same flaw as prequels. Because when you get into remakes, sometimes they're worth it. A lot of times they ain't. And I'm going to give you an example of that. Now, in 1990s, late 1990s, Aaron Spelling released Charmed. Again, in the 2000s, or rather in 2010s, or in early 2020s, I'm going to go with the late 2010s, it was remade. Charm was remade with a whole new set of cast, with a whole new set of characters, sisters. That, it was interesting, the concept, but it didn't do much good for the show. I mean, it feels like they're trying too hard to make this prequel work, or rather make this remake work. But if someone tries also to make a prequel work, tries too hard to make a prequel work, then it ain't going to work. Simple as that. Now, if you were to ask me what my favorite prequel is, I'm going to have to link towards yeah it's a little difficult decision but I'm going to have to go with Fantastic Beasts I'll be quite honest because the world was kept consistent with some new elements thrown in new characters thrown in the world was kept pretty consistent However, now that we are talking about prequels and remakes, the better the creative practitioner or the showrunner understands the direction that they're going in, why they're doing with it, when they understand the purpose of putting out a prequel like this, then it's got to be worth their time and investment. Which brings me to reiterate that you need to be making back money on your investment. Investors want to make money 
back on their investment plus 30%. So, if this is done carefully and strategically, it may work. And that goes for both prequels and remakes. If that is done strategically, it may work. But if it's done recklessly, it won't. Now, if you disagree with me on this one, let me know. And I shall look into it. So, those are my preliminary thoughts on prequels and remakes. So with that being said, this is Jared Dean Winchester, also known as The Story Dude. Thank you for listening to this episode. And until I hear from you again, or talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page